Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Lin, and this is the MongoDB Podcast. Today, we're delving into a crucial aspect of data security, queryable encryption. As the digital landscape evolves, the importance of robust security measures cannot be overstated. That's why we're excited to have Cynthia Brond, Senior Product Manager at MongoDB, join us today to discuss MongoDB's innovative approach to security, including our groundbreaking queryable encryption technology. Let's take a listen to Cynthia speaking at last year's conference in San Francisco on how MongoDB is transforming data security with queryable encryption. In 7.0, we went GA with queryable encryption. After it leaves the application, it's only ever in an encrypted state. So when mm -hmm. it's stored in the cloud, when you store it in MongoDB Atlas, if you have you know, other self-managed solutions, wherever that data goes, it remains encrypted okay. until it comes back to the client, the application mm -hmm. where it's decrypted. So it's throughout its entire life cycle. And that in itself isn't unusual. There are many client-side encryption sure. solutions. What makes it different is that you can still query on that data. So generally when you encrypt data, one of the big drawbacks, mm -hmm. the big barriers, is once you encrypt data, you can't do anything. Mm. Cynthia is emphasizing the significance of the general availability of queryable encryption within MongoDB 7.0, a leap in data encryption technology. Based on a encrypted search algorithm that's been out in academia for 20 plus years, okay. but has never been taken into industry. So we spent the last two and a half years building that natively into MongoDB. Mm. And what it does is it allows the server to still process the data without ever decrypting. Data processed without ever decrypting it. That's pretty powerful. So all bases are covered. You've got data that's stored in an encrypted state on disk. It's transmitted over the wire in an encrypted state. And it's even queried in an encrypted state. This is groundbreaking technology. Cynthia sat down with Shane McAllister at Dot Local London last year and had an extended discussion where she explains queryable encryption even further. After the interview, if you're curious, you want to learn more about queryable encryption, there'll be links in the show notes. Check those for sure. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy this episode. We are turning our attention now to an area that I have to honestly say I know very little about. And so I brought along an expert and a friend, Cynthia Braun, Senior Product Manager, Data Security. Welcome to the MongoDB.local livestream. Thank you, thank you for having me. No, listen, delighted, delighted. So we heard it mentioned earlier. We, I think it was announced last year at Download Queryable Encryption back then as the, well too. The preview. So the yep, preview, yeah, preview right? So what happened today? What did we announce today? <laughs> so in 7.0, um, we went GA with Queryable Encryption. Um, so in 6.0, which was last year, um, we talked about it actually here in London, um, we had the, the product out there um, to get customer feedback mm -hmm, and really mm -hmm. understand where there are gaps in it, where there are rough edges. Um, while we were still working on things like performance and, mm -hmm. and a few other uh, um, capabilities, but also security reviews okay. to make sure that when we did go GA, 
it really was production ready and that we'd had it you know reviewed by experts in mm-hmm. the field mm-hmm. Um, so that is the big thing that we uh, we have done over the past year. Okay. Um, and uh, really excited to, to have it out there and so used. So it's now. It's out. It is. Live. It is. Ready. generally available. Right. So look, I think most people have a concept of encryption. And a concept of encryption at rest. Mm-hmm. Encryption in transit. And I get that. Right. You know, things can happen at either end and you can decrypt and, you know, query and how does queryable encryption work? And, you know, I think we shared a stand at reInvent or something last mm-hmm. year where you were on the other side of my stand. And I think I asked you this question lots of times. And I still came away going, it's just magic. <laughs> it, that's it. It's, it's just, I don't know how this works. Isn't it? <laughs> I know we don't have the benefit of slides or animations or anything like that. But in straightforward-ish terms... Mm-hmm. Voice only. Yeah. Uh, you can point and do all sorts yeah. of things. But <laughs> queryable encryption, can you give us kind of the may, main tenets of, of how that actually does what it does? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so queryable encryption is a client, first and foremost, it's a client-side encryption solution, meaning that you're the client, the application, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is where encryption and decryption. So oftentimes people will call that end-to-end encryption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so after it leaves the application, it's only ever in an encrypted state. So when mm-hmm. it's stored in the cloud, when you store it in MongoDB Atlas, if you have you know, a- other self-managed solutions, wherever that data goes, it remains encrypted okay. until it comes back to the client, the application mm-hmm. where it's decrypted. So it's throughout its entire life cycle. And that itself isn't unusual. There are many client-side encryption sure. solutions. What makes it different is that you can still query on that data. So generally when you encrypt data, one of the big drawbacks, mm-hmm. the big barriers, is once you encrypt data, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know it's safe, but you can't right. do anything. Yes, yeah. So you've got to get it back and decrypt it. Yeah, so generally it's you pull everything back, decrypt it, and then do what you need to do. And that's mm-hmm. from a performance standpoint, from a scalability standpoint, that's not really a tenable solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we do is in queryable encryption, it is based on a encrypted search algorithm that's been out in academia for 20 plus years okay. but has yeah. never been taken into industry. So we spent the last two and a half years building that natively into MongoDB. Yeah. Mm. And what it does is it allows the server to still process the data without ever decrypting. See, this is the bit that I don't understand. Yes. This is the magic bit that this I is, referred this to. This is early. the magic. Tell us more. Uh, so <laughs> it does that by using this encrypted search algorithm. And essentially what it does is there are these encrypted structures that get stored on the server that allows the database to find matches without understanding why something matched. Okay. So if okay. it's saying, uh, say it's uh, searching for Cynthia Brand, it doesn't, so the server doesn't know that it's searching for Cynthia Brand. It mm-hmm. doesn't even know that it's searching for a name. All okay. it knows is that by traversing these encrypted structures, it finds, say, five documents that match, and okay. it returns it. Okay. Now, how exactly that happens is much more complex. We actually do have on the MongoDB website um, a, a page for our cryptography research group, okay. um, which is kind of phenomenal that a company besides MongoDB has a mm, cryptography mm. research group. Yes, yes. Um, and it gets into much more detail. If you want to 
you know, if you got a PhD in math or cryptography and you want to dig in, you can. There's also a paper <laughs> that goes over it um, at a little higher. Some level. light bedtime reading. Yes, then, so. absolutely right. light bedtime reading. Uh, and it is these encrypted search structures um, that allow it to, uh, they, they work essentially as indexes, but also um, okay. help protect the data. But that's how it can do these fast searches. Because okay. functionally, they're indexes, but they're encrypted and um, kind of configured in a way that it's not, uh, you wouldn't know what okay. to do if you, uh, if you weren't using the algorithm. Is it, would it be fair to say that in many ways, like vector search, where we store the vector alongside the data, you know, you're doing the vector mm -hmm. that went through an embedding. You don't know why it's attached to that piece of data, but that's what gets returned. Is it fair to say it? I know it's not the same thing at yeah. all, but no, it's but, analogous. But similarly, yeah. it is, um, it is, it doesn't know why, but yeah. there are these structures that tell it Okay. Here you should you should return this. You should return that. Okay. So similar in in that means. Okay. And typically, when we talk about encryption, we think of you know banks and financial institutions and government bodies, etc. As well, too. Are they the, I suppose, the typical use cases that are most concerned about encryption? Or with the advent of GDPR, is it just everybody? Yeah. So you know, you'll see healthcare, financial services. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, HR all tend to be really big users of it, yeah. but PII is stored everywhere. Mm. It is, mm. You can't go anywhere without actually having to put some of your data. And even those smaller companies that have PII are subject to the same regulations. So we really do see um, very widely applicable. Mm -hmm. It just tends to be that financial services and you know, healthcare uh, because of the regulations, they tend to be a little more security sensitive. Okay. Um, so we, we see in those more advanced um, industries more often, but like I said, it, it really has wide applicability. And does queryable encryption address maybe a barrier that some of these institutions would have had to move into the cloud for some other data? Yeah, absolutely. So okay. one of the big things is the, the institutional risk and one of the mm -hmm. reasons that a lot of companies want to keep these workloads on-prem is because they're handing their data over. With encryption, especially client-side encryption, you're not handing your data over, you're handing an encrypted version of that over. Okay. And with client-side encryption, uh, nobody else aside from your application can decrypt. I talk about in the, um, in the talk that there are operational controls and technical controls. And clouds, MongoDB Atlas has a lot of operational controls um, that are in place so we don't read your data. The cloud providers don't read your data, but they actually could. Okay. MongoDB has technical, or queryable encryption has technical controls, meaning that even if we look into your database, even if a cloud provider were, were to look into the database, get a copy of it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they ne could never actually see the data because they don't have the encryption keys. Okay. So in that way, it is technical. It's, it's, it's not just trust us that we're not doing this. It's we absolutely can't. So would this be the final potential barrier? Because there's lots of other things that are considerations, but you know, a financial institution wary of the cloud, wary of everything, you know, of data not on premise, would this be one of the final barriers that MongoDB tried to address to, to allay those fears? Yeah, absolutely. It is the, um, it allows companies to move those more sensitive workloads. So they previously, <laughs> they were only ever comfortable having within their control. Okay. Uh, okay. Because those encryption keys are within their control, that data in its unencrypted form is still within their control. It's only once it's encrypted that they can hand. 
or that they will mm. hit. Mm -hmm. So it really does allow some of those more sensitive workloads um, to go onto the cloud because you're not exposing that data. Okay. So I know you said it was it was private preview last year. Mm -hmm. You've had a year out there. You've got solicited feedback taken. What has changed in it over the year before we went GA? Yeah, yeah, there are a number of things. The thing that was the, the biggest effort is we spent over five months mm -hmm. doing performance improvements. Okay, uh, okay. So we kind of read it how these auxiliary, these encrypted search structures work. Mm -hmm. um, we made some improvements to um, security as well that gave us some performance uh, increases, but we did a 10 to 100x increase in performance oh, wow. from the GA, I mean, from, from the preview. Yeah to the GA. That's incredible. Yeah, so on these, on these target workloads, and these are just your regular operational workload kind mm -hmm. of use mm -hmm. cases, real-time transactional. Um, it's about It performs at about one to four X of unencrypted. So if you were to do a query against unencrypted data, mm -hmm. um, that's you know, sub-millisecond generally, uh, super fast, um, it is only about four times that to do encrypted search. Okay. And so what that is, is most of those operations have actually come back one to four X. It's hard to mm -hmm. kind of wrap your head around. Most of those operations actually come back in five milliseconds or under, wow. which if you think about the um, kind of the lifetime of a transaction really is a blip in yes. how long that takes. But the very low overhead to have that added security of, yep. of the encryption there as well too. Were there any new features that were added to queryable encryption over the course of the year, yes. uh, more so than performance? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and one of the things we wanted to know is, are, are there gaps? Mm. You know, are there rough edges? And we, the, the two biggest pieces of feedback that we got that we addressed um, before GA, um, one was around key knowledge. Developers said, it's, it's just too hard. You have to have you know, a key for every field you're encrypting and you got to you got to create it and then keep track. Keep track of it. It's just yeah. It, it it can get to be a lot. There's an old adage that encryption is easy, key management is hard. Hmm. So what we did was we made it so that the driver will actually auto create encryption keys for you. Okay. So you set up. You tell it what field you want to encrypt. Um, you tell it what the field type is. So mm -hmm. the string, say name, string, uh, and you tell it um, how it should be queried. So with queryable encryption, we've released um, equality search in, okay. uh, in GA, and we're working on range, uh, suffix, prefix, and substring after that. Okay. So okay. you tell it what you know what type. Yes. Right now it's equality, and that's all you have to do. It okay. creates it behind. It creates the keys behind the scenes. You don't have to worry about it. Keep track of it. Uh, the system knows what what key okay. it is. So is there a limitation on the query types? then that you can perform under queryable encryption versus normal queries? Is there? Yeah, yeah. So so um, right now it's equality, so exact yeah. matches. Okay. Um, when we go to range, that's your greater than equal to, mm -hmm. um, less than equal to kinds of things. And we see that on uh, you know common use cases, uh, say a date of birth. So you want to find all of your customers that are under 21 years old. You can do that through a yeah. range search on date of birth. Or in one of the common ones is in a fraud investigations. You want to find all dollar amounts of transactions between ten thousand and a hundred thousand mm -hmm, dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, those are some really common uh, okay. range use cases. And then, like I said, in the future, uh, prefix, suffix, and substring. 
that's when really the use cases really explode. Yes. What you yeah. think of, you call into your bank and uh, you're telling them your, your credit card's been stolen and they need to look you up. So they're going to look you up by like, mm. your name, uh, maybe a social security number, uh, you know, maybe some other identifier. And instead of having to get all of that info exactly right, they can start typing out the couple, the first okay. couple letters and it can return all of those things that match those first couple. Good. So we'll all benefit from that because it'll be a little bit more fuzzy and easier to get those results back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't it's have to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, a, my name is not short and having to type that all out. I, uh, I mean, I don't like it much less having to call into somebody that has to do this day in and day out. Yeah, no, that, that, that's good. It's nice to put it in context of how this will help you day in, day out. But, and, you know, obviously how it helps MongoDB open its horizons as to the sort of customers who historically, and I think it's for old, we talked about, not technical depth, but we talked about kind of old ways of thinking earlier in a couple of the live streams. And I think this on-premise versus the cloud, you know, you're, you're as we said earlier, you're removing essentially the last tenant here, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there there are a lot of companies that um, that have already moved to the cloud, but not fully made that transition. Okay. Okay. And what it does is allows, instead of worrying about security as the reason that you haven't moved to the cloud, hmm. you could actually evaluate it based on your business value. Do I need to move this workload to the cloud? Okay. And then it becomes just the, the functionality rather than just a security reason. Yes. Yeah. So if we have... End-to-end -end encryption, encryption in transit, queryable encryption, up to an end to all of these data leaks and all of these. <laughs> change all your passwords now, please, because something's uh, happened. I, I mean, as much as I would like to say <laughs> it completely puts an end to it, there is no silver bullet. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I always say this isn't a silver bullet. You need layered security. Mm -hmm. um, what this does is protects, um, the, the data isn't encrypted in the Okay. Um, so if somebody gets into your application, yeah. now that, yeah, that's, it, yeah. I mean, and that is where people are entering the data. So it has to have access to it. That has to be trusted. So then there are other things that you need that protect your application. So as much as I'd say it will get rid of it, it does greatly reduce it. Okay. Because generally, you know, they're going after where there are large stores of data, mm -hmm. which is your database rather than an application itself. But with uh, with adversaries, what you Who have knows. to do is make something difficult, and they move to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, or the human element comes into it again. Yeah, like we we are the weakest link in yeah. that chain, right? Yeah, one actually is one really nice thing about queryable encryption is it helps with that kind of separation of duties. Okay. Um. So the I we say that the you know the keys are only available to the application. Well, that means that your DBA, which absolutely needs access to the database to administer it, mm. but they don't need to see, say, the credit card number of your customers. By encrypting it, uh, you know, client side, that DBA can query the database all they want, and they will never see that data in the clear because we actually have that separation where the application has the keys. The DBA, somebody with okay. the highest root privilege, still can't see that data. Excellent. So it's getting more and more robust and removing that human element, human yep. error from, yeah. from the equation. Yeah, I mean, misconfigurations are, you yeah. know, are, they happen all the time. And those aren't, 
you know, that's not an adversary. That's somebody who's made a mistake hmm. <laughs> by encrypting those. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, by encrypting those, even if there are those mistakes made, that data is Okay. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that you can go and get the bedtime reading of the white paper, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But where can people go and, you know, who want to understand and maybe have that conversation inside in their company about, you know what, I think that last barrier that we think we have is now gone. Where do they go to find out more, Cynthia? Yeah, so the, the MongoDB docs are full of information. We, mm-hmm. have, uh, we have tutorials, we have links to GitHubs that have entire applications. Um, it goes into a lot of depth about what's supported, what their limitations are. Um, it, like I said, contains a wealth of information. Mm. But if there are deeper conversations, that's what the product team is always here for. Okay. We're happy to jump on calls, walk through kind of what, what's your threat model? Like, mm-hmm. what is your application? It can you know, really help guide people along. Okay. And when the private preview was announced last year, did I pick it up correctly that you open source how it it's, is done? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so it was actually public preview. Yeah. But um, uh, so they could go see the code okay. out there. And we absolutely open sourced the crypto, which a lot of companies don't do. Mm. Um, mm. We don't believe in black box crypto. You should have it open sourced. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. should be out there for review uh, by cryptographers. That is how peer review works and sure. how you uh, make a stronger cryptography. So absolutely, it is out there. Anybody can uh, anybody can evaluate it. We want it to be uh, evaluated by experts. Okay, excellent. So any last points on queryable encryption? Did I miss anything in our conversation? I know I get more and more enlightened every time I talk to you on it. I'm still not, I, I don't think I could explain it to somebody else. But anything that we miss, Cynthia, that you'd like to say to the audience, the viewers? Oh, I mean, so like I said, you know, equality, look forward to range, mm-hmm. range prefix, suffix, substring. Those are the really exciting ones coming. Um, but like I said, the, the docs have a, a ton of information. You can actually get a Hello World up going in about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's really fast. We have a queryable encryption learning bite uh, that you can listen to. I believe it's about 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. We'll walk you through a Python example of how to, how to set it up. Excellent. So plenty of references. Go to the docs, play around, get into the repos, see yep. it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Very easy to set up, uh, do modifications on. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing technology out there. Hmm. Um, not to pat ourselves on the back there. <laughs> you but, should, though. You should. Uh, I mean, it was it, actually, you know, one thing is, that, you know, I talked about it being kind of natively integrated. Hmm. This is something that has academia for 20 plus years but the work of integrating it into mongodb and making it industry ready mm-hmm. um, is where a lot of a lot of that went making sure that you know, distributed highly scalable databases can use it mm-hmm. document you know, document database can use it um, and that's where a lot of the engineering work went into so yeah, really, and, really first in industry. And as you said earlier, very little impact, if any, on performance, to be perfectly honest. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was meant to be fast, mm-hmm. uh, fast searching. Okay. Excellent. Well, look, Cynthia, it's certainly been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining me on the Dot .local live stream here in London. Oh, thank you uh, for having me. I look forward to seeing range and, and everything come out in the future. And no doubt we'll have you back on to explain more as things progress as well, too. But for now, certainly thank you so much for joining us, Cynthia. It's been great to have you. Great. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to come on anytime. 
Thanks so much to Cynthia for joining Shane, for explaining all about queryable encryption. If you want to learn more, check the show notes. There's a link. If you're enjoying the show, take a moment. Give us a rating. Give us a comment. Let us know what you enjoyed. It's going to help us improve the show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.